Hi, What The Hell Tech listeners. I'm your host this week, Mark Fuster. This is the podcast where we tackle some of the trending topics, ideas and best practice in health and social care. This week, we're speaking to Marcus Manheus, head of LFPSC and NRLS, patient safety at NHS Improvement, and Paul Ewers, risk manager at Milton Keynes University Hospital's NHS Trust. Marcus is a mathematician and health information scientist and has over 30 years of working experience in the field of informatics, with the last 16 years spent in the NHS. He's been leading operational aspects of the NRLS system since its early days, and from August 2021, when Learn From Patient Safety events went live, Max and his team have been supporting healthcare organisations and staff to transition to the new system. Paul has worked for the NHS for over 17 years. He began working for hospitals across Buckinghamshire before moving to um, Milkins UK in 2008. It was here that his passion for risk management began. Paul led the implementation of Radar Healthcare and its integration with NHS's LFPSE system, becoming the country's first organisation to do this. Outside of work, Marcus has just finished his PhD at Imperial College London and he's getting married in a few weeks. Congratulations, Marcus. Um, he's a competitive rower and enjoys taking part in regattas and rowing championships. And Paul's happily married with two children, loves music, plays piano and saxophone at his local church, and he's a massive Everton FC fan. Uh, I support Liverpool, Paul, so it's probably going to be an awkward conversation on Monday when we've won. Um so, uh, hi both, uh, and welcome to What The Hell Tech. Hi. Thanks hi, yeah. for the introduction. <laughs> and No problem. You both need slightly shorter job titles, I think, because it took me quite a while to read those out. Um, so, in terms of today, I'd like to talk about LFPSE um, and basically the purpose of it, what we're trying to do with LFPSE, what problem we're trying to solve, and, and ultimately what are going to be the overall benefits to the NHS. Um so I guess, Marcus, it's probably starting more with you. Um, so what made the NHS start the LFPSE project in the first place? And, and ultimately, what problem are you trying to fix? Yeah, so this is something that we always try to uh, go back to, to revisit all the time. So why are we doing this and why this is necessary and, and why now? So uh, we, as a... Uh, uh, patients, the, the National Patient Safety Team at NHS England and NHS Improvement, we have the remit to uh, to collect patient safety information from all uh, providers of NHS-funded care across uh, England. And uh, for the last uh, almost like 20 years, so we've been doing that, relying in, in what is today kind of uh, very old legacy systems. One being STIES, that's been around for about 24 years. And uh, the other one is the NRLS, so the uh, National Reporting and Learning System, that has been around for 19 years. So a lot has changed in terms of technology. And there are cheaper and more efficient ways of doing things today. And so one of the motivations is to make sure that we benefit from the, the technology that's now available to us. And uh, some of the problems that we are trying to solve is one uh, around the, uh, the time that it, it demands from NHS organizations to mm -hmm. uh, consolidate uh, records, to uh, generate XML files, and then 
log into a portal and then upload that to 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 be able to share those records with uh, uh, NHS England. So there's a lot of time that is required from the uh, NHS providers. So we're trying to uh, move away from this manual process uh, and make sure that things can can uh, happen in the background where uh, uh, those records are shared automatically. So this is one main thing that is going to uh, uh, give a lot of or release a lot of uh, uh, time from um, staff within those organizations. Then not just the, the issue of, about up, uh, uh, in, in doing the uploads, but also then going back and try and reconcile the data as well. So there's a, there's a big part of, of, of this and one uh, uh, so another problem that we're trying to solve is to make sure that uh, we have uh, a consistent taxonomy across all organizations. So everybody, uh, uh, kind of all the organizations, all, all uh, healthcare staff within those organizations are presented with same set of questions and answers. So this is to increase the, the validity and uh, the the, the utility of the data that we collect. So we're trying to improve data quality, that not just uh, in terms of uh, unifying the questions, but also tackling issues in terms of timeliness of reporting, but this now happening automatically through uh, in the background. So there's a lot of data quality issues that we uh, were trying to, uh, to improve or to address within within this new system. Okay, that makes Another sense. Point is, it's just a quick point is that yeah. to that uh, we have a, a, a the NRLS e forms that are quite old and out of date and 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 provides very little functionality to primary care. So we're doing a lot of work uh, under this uh, development of uh, LFPSE to make sure we have a better product to serve primary care within England. Okay. So, I mean, you mentioned quite a few things there. I think a couple of things that interest me, um, almost that the outcomes and and the data integrity and the fact that you're getting the information faster and you know, in theory, it's more accurate. What does that now enable you to do that you couldn't do with NRLS? So if I'm, if I'm an NHS organization and I'm supplying this information to you, you know, ultimately, what's what's the outcome for this? What's what's the what's the what's the real driver behind it? Yeah. So uh, you don't. Before we had to to give like a a, a, a data cut, uh, not a data cut, um, uh, a cut off date to organizations to make sure that everybody are able to catch up with their uploads by a certain uh, date, and then after that that will take about three months after that to for us to release um, the the statistics that we'll be able to create out of that data. So that will no longer be necessary. So the data should be available kind of almost real time to our organizations to access and make use of that. So we are uh, uh, developing new tools that will allow NHS staff to have access to that data quicker because it's quicker, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's almost real time 
now available to us and we will pass on that that information to uh, or that the access to um, to staff so we are putting together some before because of all this delay it will take a long time for us to be able to create some any kind of analysis because uh, we need to allow to have the right volume to start uh, uh, deriving insights and making assumptions from what the signals we are receiving. As now everything is real time, so these insights can be available much quicker and okay. accessible to everyone. So the 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 L in LFPSA of learning then how how do we share that how do how does that get communicated out if you detect something you find some insights the information's telling you something what's the plan for then disseminating that out to the to the people who were providing that information in the first place Yeah so as part of LFPSE we are also going to develop a kind of a create a community hub uh, for collaboration in a space for collaboration as well so we will still uh, continue using the existing mechanisms to disseminate uh, or, or uh, information to the NHS, as we always did through the alerts and, 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 and other systems that we have in place for that. However, now within LFPSE, it's going to be a much more kind of self-service approach so that people can go and search for things and, and, and get more information uh, um, uh, through our platform instead of uh, wait to some kind of formal communication to arrive to them. Okay, now that sounds like a great idea. So that that idea of a community then, is that something that would be open to us as kind of a local risk management system to also be able to be a mechanism to share that learning? Yes, uh, uh, it's, it's open to everyone and uh, even in, in, in terms of how we, we capturing the data now, we developed something that's about uh, um, uh, capturing uh, examples of, of good care and things that can help others to improve their systems and learn. So yeah, that's open to everybody to so create a community and has to be, you know, the, the, uh, the, 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 the vendors of risk management systems should be involved into that because you the guy you are the guys that are going to enable um, the, the your your customers to make better use of this technology and the information that becomes available to that uh, through that technology so in terms of data for example whenever we make data available through the the platform so you'll be able to extract that data and integrate that with any BI solutions that you might have or any kind of dashboards that you offer to your customers. So you'll be able to plug in and enhance your products and enhance the information that you make available to, to your customers. Great, I can't wait to get my hands on that to be fair. So it does sound really interesting. Um, probably a, a, maybe a difficult question to be fair. What's your definition of success? So let's say for example, we've three years down the line, we've got some data in the system, we've got some examples of um, you know, good care, good practice that we've shared. How do you judge and understand if what you're doing is making a difference? Yeah, so that, that is, is, is a very key point uh, for us because there, there are the, uh, different dimensions to, to this. One is, is, uh, is the how... Um, 
um, happy uh, the user is in terms of the system. So is it easy for the, 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 the user to interact with the system? And is it uh, rewarding? Are they getting anything back of that? So is that kind of an, around the user satisfaction mm -hmm. that uh, we will be measuring that around the, the, the kind of uh, KPIs for a digital service? So the normal thing in terms of are you happy with the performance of the system? Do you happy happy with the the, the volume volume of information you receive and and all of that? But then there is another aspect of it is about measuring the impact. So how is that helping you to deliver or or, or to achieve in, improvements within your organization? So is is trying to then um, measure that impact and this is another piece of work that we will be doing with the users and trying to see how best to capture that and hopefully and, and we, we we're going to be surprised by uh, uh, identifying um, some some kind of positives or, or benefits that we even um, uh, uh, realized yet that it will be possible so that's 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 the goal and but it's, it's, it's about working with users, measuring the uh, the, the use, easy of use of the application of the taxonomy, and improving th those uh, things with their feedback, and then make sure that we can link, you know, uh, the use of the new system with actual. Um, impacts and improvement to uh, outcomes of patients yeah i, I mean I, ultimately i guess that's isn't it the patient focus the patient outcome and i guess if you've got that data you've got i know you're not almost keen on the word benchmark but you've almost got that start point where you would understand here's the here's the background run rate of incidents for example that a certain locations having once they've implemented good this example of good care that might have originated in a different organization even from that point you can then track what impact it had i think i think it's really interesting i think understanding is it's a challenge we share as well it's how do you how do you understand which things are making an impact so how do you understand where to spend your time and and where you did to spend your time actually did that have any meaningful impact yeah and by for example the, as i said in the beginning that is about um cutting off the system some of the manual unnecessary jobs that can be done automatically yep. so it's that time that we're giving back to the local risk teams that they will be able to apply in other areas and then observe the improvements that they will be able to deliver with this extra time that they're going to have and then there's all it's, it's trying to monitor all of that as and, and capture under this umbrella of impact and then see Ideally, we will, or hopefully, we will see that um, uh, translated into a better outcomes to patient, and that's that's the whole goal. Fantastic, um, Paul. I'll just uh, bring you in, if I may. Um, so, I mean, you're the first first trust to go live. So, well done. Um, uh, so, after just listening to Marcus there, and obviously you've you've, um, as I said, just gone live with it. Um, yeah, what, what does that make you think about then in terms of how you're um, kind of submitting data and the benefits you might see as an organization? 
Yeah, I mean, we, we've already seen from, from day one, uh, we've saw the um, reduction in administration um, that Marcus was talking about. So as soon as somebody submitted an incident, um, it we we know it's gone to LFPSC. We don't we don't need to do the uh, the uploads and and all the, um, the the bits that we needed to do with the NRS. So we've seen massive benefits there already. Um, and so yeah, it's, it's been it's been it's been really good. In terms of that, the things Marcus was mentioning about learning from that data and using those learnings to then bring back into the organization and to implement improvements that that vision then i, I think i'd be interested from a from your perspective on that community and and, and how you would tie into that vision because i think that's the goal isn't it obviously we're, we're talking about improving patient safety ultimately that's right yeah 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 ultimately that's the that's the goal to try and make the processes um and and the care that we provide safer um, and make make it um, more efficient, um, all those sort of things. So that goal of, of being able to look at um, things from a national perspective and learn things um, that are happening across the whole of uh, NHS is uh, really beneficial. Um, and so getting that, like Marcus to say, getting that time back to be able to um, spend time on on looking at those sort of things and looking at what the learning is are, are really sort of vital in doing that. Really. Is it a gap now? Is it something that you do as I'm going to just say the NHS, but is it, is it something to trust? Do you share this information now kind of outside of NRLS? Is there any sort of a community where these things are shared or, or is this kind of a step towards that? I think it's a step towards it really. I mean, we, um, it's mainly through the NRLS that we have that, that community. Obviously local um, organisations do um, sort of, work together um on on different things but not to the sort of um the level i don't, I don't think to the level that that we're talking about with the nrls um well the lfpsc form as it is now um so that community like you say that community if there's a community there so that we can um have a mechanism for discussing things better uh, then i think that can only be, be a benefit uh, and with you being the first trust to go live in terms of the feedback and, and and you communicating back into Marcus and the team, how do you feel that's gone? Do you feel like you've had the opportunity to, you know, contribute or maybe shape the questions that they're asking? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you, you can um, you can see. I mean, obviously that they want um, the LFPSC to be a success, clearly, and um, it's really important, therefore, that they speak to and, and listen to the the people that we're using on a day to day basis. And they, they've been really, really good at that, um, you know, so people can interpret questions in a slightly different way or, or not quite understand what it is the question's asking or, or what the response means. Um, and so by having that kind of feedback, um, we, we've seen changes already. So we've, we've already made sort of, um, sort of feedback and, and comments and suggestions to Marcus and the team. And we've seen some of those come through um already so you know there, there's a there's a good sort of relationship and fee- feedback mechanism with the team um so yeah it's been really positive great fantastic um so back to you then marcus in terms of you know going live um we i know we spoke probably a couple of weeks ago um about nhs and, and go live dates um can you just clarify the time scales if you're an nhs organization or if you're an independent provider yes so yeah we need to to be very clear about that because we uh the majority of the organizations reporting into the nrls are nhs um 
trusts. I mean, using the NRLS um, reporting platform. Uh, all primary care has been uh, transferred already into LF, uh, L, uh, LFPSE. Even I still struggle <laughs> with the name. <laughs> so, um, so the primary care is already uh, uh, using the, the the new the new system, and we have a number of uh, organizations still using the the NRLS. Most of them are uh, NHS trusts. So, for those, the expectation is that by the end of March 2023. So within, within you know, 12 months, mm-hmm. um, almost like 11 months from now, uh, we expect that all those organizations will complete that transition. So then we can start decommissioning uh, the NRLS. We'll be a, we are already decommissioning parts of the NRLS, just to be clear about that, that decommissioning work already started. Okay. So the, the, the e-forms have been used for, by, by um, uh, most of the independent sector uh, and primary care, they, that all has been already transferred to the new platform. In, so that's the kind of the timelines for the NHS trusts, uh, which are already, uh, they are already uh, reporting to the NRLS. In terms of independent healthcare, there's a, we, we uh, is reporting from those organizations are mostly voluntary. So we can give them a, a deadline on anything or timeline because they, it might not, decide not to join the 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 reporting through um, us and and that's absolutely fine and it's up to them to make that decision however some of them they are providing service uh, to uh, uh, nhs funded patients they might have different requirements uh, agreed locally agreed with their uh, commissioners so they need to go uh, um, and 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 play w- w- in in line with already has been decided and 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 agreed with the commissioners. The, so okay. the commissioners might say that they expect them to be reporting to LFPSC next month. So you know that's a, that's it is a kind of a local agreement and relationship there. And some of them might not have the the that feel that they don't want to join it. So therefore, there's no a kind of a timeline set to them so it's more about their own decisions i i i see that most of the uh, private organizations independent healthcare providers want to to report they want to join the the uh, national reporting they want to contribute to national learning they also want to be able to learn from the insights and data that we will be making available and therefore there is a motivation for them to join that they can join at any time so the system is live and uh, they can use the online platform and if they have a local risk management system they can come and talk to us and 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 see how can we connect them as 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 soon as they they want to move great okay um so in terms of lfpsc then what's next so um i know we've kind of talked about things like stice so what's what's the roadmap what what comes next yeah so he, uh, we uh, 
working on the analytical uh, part of the system. So the analytical tools that we're making available to providers, they are joining the system. So there are already uh, a number of um, uh, kind of analytical tools and, 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 and functions that they can perform in the system, some data that they can already access. And we are uh, working to enhance that. So as more organizations come on board, so more data becomes available, then more analysis uh, we will uh, switch on and types of analysis that we'll be able to, to make. But we, we need more volume of data so to, to enable those functions. So we are doing a lot of work on that aspect as well as exploring uh, the use of machine learning okay. yep. to to be able to generate those insights and also to monitor uh, data quality. So you 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 um, you already uh, are able to see things that uh, when we scan for personal identifiable information, we send message uh, real time to the user, asking them to review the text, and we really point out what text needs to be reviewed and and so this is all making use of machine learning, and we will going and we will continue to explore that to enhance the the uh, this kind of a better use of data and and insights that we can provide. So that is, as you said, the 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 um, the uh, decommissioning of styles and bringing that function that uh, styles provide into LFPSC. So bringing the two systems together, the, the, the two legacy systems together, NRLS and LFPSC. But this is alongside the PSERF. Mm -hmm. So you might be aware that we have a new framework for uh, in terms of response to serious incident. And, and this is it's called like PSERF. And it's something that we are, uh, uh, piloting now with some earlier adopters, and we're learning from that experience. And then we we are um, working on a new version of the LFPSC taxonomy. That's going to be version six. We are now on live on version five. The next one, version six, that will include that kind of uh, incident investigation governance aspect that is existing in styles and now is going, is going to be recreated um, under LFPSC, but not as is, but, but ad adapted to meet the new framework. So this is one, uh, one of the, the bigger things that are coming this year. Okay, and I, th I believe you're going to some sort of insight on that around June time. Yeah, we're expecting by June to be able to be sharing with vendors the kind of uh, uh, what the what chains will be required. Yeah, but not uh, making this live in June. So June timeline is in terms of when I'm going to come to you and say this is the plan. Those are the the the, the new field data fields, and those are the new lists. And and then they start talking about timelines for implementation. Okay, fantastic. Um, in terms of today's session, then, guys, I thought uh, really interesting. Um, I'm conscious we've 
I'm going to speak to Paul a little bit more on um, the, the the next episode. Um, so I'd just like to say um, thanks for joining us this week um, and thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, we're going to continue this conversation, as I've just said, on the 19th of May. Uh, next week is Mental Health Awareness Week and we're talking to Mental Health First Aid Trainer at Curve Learning, Georgina. Uh, please don't forget to rate and subscribe whenever you get your post- podcasts from. And if you've got any questions for us or our guests, please email what the health tech even at radarhealthcare.com. Thank you.